Hello and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic, the First Pioneers podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan, the uh, cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan. This is a podcast all about the Pioneer format, and we like to keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer, and it's our absolute favorite time of the year, because we've got some new cards coming out. Uh, Brothers War spoilers have just finished wrapping up. I think they're going to be doing these Brother Commander cards over the weekend, but we don't care about those, because we care only about Pioneer, and occasionally Explorer, I guess, but because that's trying to be Pioneer. (laughs) Yeah, and there there might be a few cards we talk about with Explorer today, but... uh... Yeah. For the most, it's part, our little brother yeah. we got to look after. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and it's only the two of us today, sadly. You know, we, we reached out to a couple people, but everyone's super busy. Got got their stuff going on. So um, you know, hopefully, uh, we can get through a lot more cards today. Maybe more than usual. I'm hoping. That's the hope. What you know, high level. What's your feeling on this set? I so like general and an overall general feeling on this set. People are not gonna like what it gives to the current formats of pioneer but i think it's throwing a lot of enablers into the format like we're gonna see Ooh. some new new uh strategies develop maybe even become viable that's my first take all right i need to be cautious then with that you know, that's a good point, and I want to keep that in mind because I think every time that we've said, like, oh, you know, this set doesn't add too much to the existing decks of the format, but here's some cards that could be powerful later mm-hmm. on if they get the right uh, cards to enable them. And I feel like most of those sets haven't done the best as far as total overall impact on Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll have to see if that's true about this set. I, I don't know if that was my impression as well. I thought there were some just straight powerful cards in here. But there were also a lot of things that I was like, you know, this this is close. They, yeah. they definitely were yeah. playing it safe here. On the other hand, yeah, I do feel like there are a lot of cards that I'm excited about talking about. Um, I think the artifacts in particular we're going to spend a lot more time on than usual, mm. which makes sense for a Brothers War set, uh, being all about those, you know, the Brothers Warring and all that. <clears throat> yeah, I think... What usual way we uh, mm. you just want to get down to business, the usual way we run through this is we go through uh, all of the colors, white, blue, B, yeah. black, yeah. <laughs> red, Wuberg, green, Wuberg. multicolor... Yeah artifact and lands uh and we try and talk about the cards that we think should have an impact on or you know may have some impact on pioneer either because they will slot into an existing deck they're powerful enough to you know create something new around them they are something that could be good down the road a sideboard card you know we maybe we will occasionally skip one that's obvious like oh this is you know just a tiny upgrade to something existing yeah we totally uh, skipped we're we're trying to get most of the main cards (laughs) no i don't think we We skipped it we we underrated it though for sure yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, everybody did. And um, other than that, let me think, anything else you want to say as far as uh, what our process here is going to be? Well, I mean, I, I, I like to point out that I'm usually the Timmy. I'm looking for fun stuff to do in the formats, uh, cards that... <laughs> yeah, you know, I usually have to be the fun police. I'm usually yeah. like, okay, where where does it have a home? Yes. Where does it have a does home Does it die to fatal oh, yeah, push? The, yes, it does. It's not playable. I, I thought of the other piece <laughs> of bookkeeping. The other piece of bookkeeping yeah. is that we did, you know, mention a couple spoilers last week when we mm-hmm. had, uh, we'd only had a few cards spoiled at that point, but we talked about, like, the, the meld cards yeah, and a few other things yeah. that were spoiled early on so yeah. we, we'd already uh, addressed those if we get a chance um you know if it sounds like we're skipping them just go ahead and pop back to our mm-hmm. last episode there, there was some discussion there about those uh those early spoilers on the set yeah yeah we'll probably not talk about those yeah probably won't go over the mechanics as well if you guys about. have already heard mechanics yeah 
So we want to jump right into it. You want to go first? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, I've already seen some that you... So usually what we're doing is we're uh, looking at a shared document here. So we both have an idea of what cards we want to talk about. And I'm already like, oh, no, right. Don't talk yes, about that card. Yes. It's not good. <laughs> uh, white's interesting here. There wasn't anything here. There's a lot of ones that I'm like, it could be okay. I'm not super excited about it. Like nothing in white this set mm-hmm. stands out to me that I'm like, yes, finally, we got this yeah. for white. Um, there's a few role players here, though. So I think that that's kind of where I was going to start with one that I had to this list is Lauren of the Third path um two and a white for two one legendary creature human artificer with vigilance when enters battlefield destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment and you can tap it to make you and an opponent each draw a card Mm. and i think people got distracted by that draw a card part this is a two one for three that enters battlefield and destroys an artifact or enchantment which is just a good card on rate um maybe good enough to fit into something like enigmatic if they wanted to drop the uh the green white two one that does the same thing you know, most of the time, if you're pulling that card, it's to be a disenchant effect. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have a 2-1 with Vigilance that could also maybe draw me a card when it's better than my opponent anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's better than Reclamation Sage, right? Like, kind of. Yeah, it's it's better Reclamation Sage. Yeah. And it's in white, so it'll fit into some different colors. Like, you could just run this in humans mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah, I could see that. I think I see it being a good sideboard card. I don't know if it's going to be a, a breakout card, but I could definitely see it in a sideboard. Like I said, there's some enablers here. Um... I know you're you're saying oh no Ryan I mean do you want you want me to explain myself do you want to choose one of the cards yeah go go ahead grab as many but do as you, you want like. do you want to choose one of the cards you're like why is this here and then let me explain myself well or? I don't like Mural Shirl of Archive that's the biggest one that I'm like oh this card <laughs> where is it at Mural 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 uh second, oh, second row here yeah. so Mural oh, Shirl yeah. of Archive three and a white for three four human soldier during your turn opponents can't cast Oh, sorry. I was mid-sentence there. Uh, when Mural Shield of Argive attacks, create X 1-1 one, one colorless soldier artifact creature tokens, where X is the number of soldiers you control, and it's a 3-4 for 4 mana. Uh, this is a cool ability. If it was on a cheaper card, you know, maybe people tried to spoil that for us, but uh, a 3-4 four for 4 is just not anywhere close to a playable card for me in white, so I, I don't know what uh, what people think we'd do with this. I mean, it's really pushed. Uh, I feel like the soldiers, um, how can I say, the soldiers uh, tribe in general is really pushed. And this is a good top end for that deck. Like you said, you know, it, makes, it, it stops everything, so they can't cast any spells. Whatever you want to do that turn, you know, you can do it. You know, if there's some big combo you want to go off and do, uh, you know, if you want to... Um, I mean, they can't, like, settle the wreckage you, so maybe you're playing, like, go wide... Uh, soldiers with uh, you know you had you play like a raise the alarm that uh, the turn before and you play this with like a bushwhacker or something like that I don't know I mean it seems like there's gonna be a deck this will be like a one or two of I'm not saying it's gonna happen right away but I still think that it has way too many keywords to not well, it doesn't see have any keywords it, you know if it, it's a three four that or doesn't keywords, have any abilities doesn't have any protection and it has to attack to get any value um, it has <clears throat> But they can't kill it on your turn. I think this ability is great. Your can't what, what's spells. really awkward with this card is that, you know, we had seen the name, we had seen the image, we had seen most of the text because it was like a partially, you know, accidentally spoiled card. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
somehow they managed to pick the worst power and toughness with four mana cost for this card. Like, if this was a three mana three four, I think that would be a perfectly reasonable card. It would 100% see play. Uh, if this was cheaper see, and a little bit lower power and toughness, it would definitely see play. Get it. What's funny is that if it was more expensive and more powerful, it would probably mm-hmm. see play because of preeminent captain in Soldiers. But yes. at four mana, this card is stone cold, unplayable, terrible, trash, bad design, now, not a captain. good thing at all. This shouldn't exist. It's awful. I hate it. <laughs> Pyramid Captain just puts it right into play, tapped and attacking, right? Uh, yes, I believe. Let me double check on that one. So that's kind of cool, I guess, because uh, because you know it'd come in and then they wouldn't be able I to respond. Know, People have totally. Totally forgot about preeminent captain, and I think that card might actually see some more play. This will be a fun deck. It, it's going to take some time. There's going to be a lot of growing pains, but I think soldiers definitely is at that like merfolk level, you know, where people think it's good. It's not really going to be see, good. I was the opposite but anyways, of merfolk where else I was like, people think it's bad, but it might be okay. <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't, and like. I, <laughs> It's I tried soldiers there. multiple times last set. I'm excited to see some new things in soldiers, but I don't think that Muriel is playable with these with these stats. Okay. A three four for four in right. white is just so far from unpla- from playable. Yeah, three four for four. All right, well, go ahead. Well, I think if one. we are talking about human soldiers, probably a better one to talk about would be recruitment officer. I'm not gaga on this card but it's one white for two one human soldier four mana to look at the top four cards of your library reveal a creature card mana cost three or less from among them put it into your hand put the rest on the bottom in any order you know i think this is very expensive i think that this could have had a keyword you know i've i've been complaining Mm -hmm. a lot online lately is that you know white's been getting one mana two ones with very small upside for like 10 years whereas every single other color is getting uh you know power creep in their one and two drops um, and they just, why haven't we seen that in white? Why can't we see this, but with first strike or why can't we see this, but a two, two, you know, mm. every other color is getting it. There's no reason why white shouldn't be when they're supposed to be the color that's good at this. Um, I think that this is a slight improvement for soldiers, especially compared to what they had at mm. soldiers. Um, I think that the humans deck, I don't think that this is better than like you know Kithian. That this is better than uh, whatever the initiative is yeah. that, that gains additional mentor counters. Um, so I think it might not see play there, but I, I bet this could see some play in Pioneer. I like it. Um, I mean, it's three or less. Yeah, I mean this this has a number of, of, of options. Like you said, humans, soldiers. Um, maybe if Mono White ever becomes a thing again, you need to look for a Heliod combo. Ooh. It I does find know. both half the Helio combo. <laughs> I was like, I, I was just, yeah. I was going off. I was like, ooh, you know what? Find Zerda, like, <laughs> who makes <Yeah>. this cheaper. <laughs> it's, I think it's a neat card. I think it could see some play. And it's, I'm not angry to get this as a late draw either. You know, some of these, like, one drops, it's like, oh, I drew this turn five. I don't need it anymore. This is a good card from, for the long game. Yeah, I think the question will be whether or um, not, you know, a 2-1 versus a 1-2 makes it better than Thraben Inspector when you're getting the card for half as much. Mm-hmm. If we're keeping with, if you don't mind moving on to sure. another soldier, we can keep with the theme. Uh, I like Siege Veteran. I think we were talking about this a little bit, or I'm not sure if we, maybe we were talking about it in, a, in our Discord. But um, basically it's a, another uh, creature that puts a plus-to-plus counter on target creature at the beginning of combat. Uh, on your turn 
and uh, says whenever another non-token soldier you control dies you get to create a 1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature token so you get more soldiers so this seems more like something you'd want to play in a a soldier tribal uh, deck but you could play this I don't know what else is there that's out there uh, that's putting counters on things there's you know, I mean, we, is it good enough for for scales, finally? I, I, I don't know. Would you play both of that, that two-mana one well, and this one? Well, it's interesting because of how good the two-mana version of this card was, where at the beginning of your combat, you put a mm. plus one, plus one counter on something. Luminarch yeah, Luminarch Aspirin, who was a human cleric. Is that, that a was soldier? That cleric, yeah, because it was important for cleric tribal. Ah. Um, mm. Yeah, so that this is tough because I don't think that a 2-2 two, two for three mana... That has that ability is anywhere near as good as a one one for two mana, you know, which is funny to say, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely true. Um, so you kind of do have to be playing this with some other amount of soldiers, and yeah, at that point, it's it's just kind of awkward. So I don't think this is terrible. The second ability is nice. I think though. this might be a card for if soldiers gets off its feet, but I think that if soldiers doesn't get off mm-hmm. its feet, this will you know never see any play. So yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's something to keep keep an eye out. All right. Do we have any other soldiers we um, need to talk that's about? That's about in white? it that we have in mono white here. We may have some with other colors here. Well, I sure, have one more. The uh, Phalanx. Oh, Phalanx. Well, not really uh, a soldier card, but yeah, go ahead. It's human soldier, 2 2. Um, but uh, it's got vigilance. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, it gets plus one, plus zero at the end of turn. This seems like an. I've, I was thinking of blue eyed insole. And how, you know, that, yeah, that deck has a lot of ways to kind of like pump up your artifacts and stuff like that. But this kind of uh, works well. It synergizes with that. I don't know if it's going to be good, but something that you can play that's going to be like a 3-2 all the time with Vigilance on Hmm. turn two. It seems all right. Okay. I mean, I don't know if there's any way to, you know, continuously bounce an artifact back to your hand and to, like, just infinitely pump this up, but probably not. But still, it seems aggressive. It seems like that's kind of deck or kind of card that uh, the blue-eyed insole wants. Yeah, I think it'd be tough. Um, I, I personally just think about blue-eyed insole, like, they are mostly off of stuff like the Toolcraft Exemplar, which aren't the artifacts. Uh, I don't really mm-hmm. see them wanting a two-drop for that deck, but it is... It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that this probably won't see play, though, is where I'm leaning on it. Okay. Oh, you want to talk about some removal here? Is uh, Lay Down Arms sure. is a card I'm interested in. Exile target creature with mana value less than or equal to the number of planes you control. Its controller gains three life. We've been talking about a card like this for a while. Path to Exile, right? We need well, a Path yeah. to Exile. Uh, this isn't, this is this isn't all an right. instant. I don't know why this isn't an instant. <laughs> It's all right, though. I would still play this because, you know, you don't have to attack or ta- or uh, block or something to be able to use it. Any creature, if you're playing Mono White, you have this kick-butt exile effect. I think the funniest thing about this card is that th- this is kind of part of a cycle where each of them is like, oh, the number of mountains you control, the number of islands you control. This one might mm-hmm. be the most playable because White has by far the worst AFR man land where if, if you don't get mm-hmm. to play, uh, you know, Certainly not four, but even if you don't get to play any of that man land, you're still okay in a mono white deck. Uh, whereas if you, yeah. you know, the, the, there's a mono red one that looked like it could be good, but there's no way you're not going to play Den of the Bugbear in your mono red deck. So <laughs> it, it's funny yeah. that because they made that cycle so un- lopsided, this one becomes the most playable of this cycle. 
Um, where would you see this being played? Would this be in a control deck? Because, you know, you tap in uh, a Triome or you tap in a Hallowed Fountain. Hmm. You got a... Because that not that like one of the problems like that deck has been playing Portable Hole because they don't have an answer to, you know, those early uh, early attackers and whatnot. And Portable Hole is fine, except that, it, you know, it could still be destroyed later Portable on. Portable Hole is good, you, though. You get that creature back, this gets see, rid of it. See, there I would need to be exiling something that's three or more mana um, for, you know, it, it to be better than mm-hmm. Portable Hole. And I feel like those decks aren't mm-hmm. as worried about those cards. But, you know, it's possible if the, if there's something like... I'm trying to think if there's any, like, really sticky, like, three or four drops. Like, if something like, uh, you know, Hazaret came back and that was a real worry for Caltus or... Well, yeah, sure, but they can kill Caltus. Um, I was going to say uh, Shieldred. You no, know, this yeah. doesn't hit Planeswalkers, or I might be more interested in it. Um, mm-hmm. It gets rid of tokens for, for one mana. All tokens would, would die yeah. to it, right? Well... So, yeah, yeah, I'm not too excited. I feel like Portable um, Hole is a good card, and you know this still doesn't hit Manlands, which is what one of the biggest weaknesses of Portable mm. Hole was. So yeah. um, that that seems like an oversight. Uh, the other removal, the big removal in the deck that people were kind of excited about was uh, Soul Partition. This is our instant speed removal spell here, one in a white, and it says Exile Target Non-Land Permanent, and for as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it, but they have to pay an extra two mana so this was the same as that strixhaven uh, human can never remember the name um, no, you mean uh, elite spellbinder sort of there we so go there we go i don't think of this card as a removal spell i think of this as a bounce spell is probably the best way to look at it is that mm. you're essentially bouncing a card back to their hand but they have to play two more to mm-hmm. hit um or you're bouncing a card yeah. back to your hand so this can protect any of your creatures and, you know, you exile your card and you can recast it and it doesn't cost you any more to do that, which is kind of nice. You know, mm-hmm. putting it putting it in the yeah, command well, zone. Es- essentially, it feels, you know, if you're casting this on your <laughs> creature, it feels like, oh, my, my opponent targeted with removal. I'm going to move it back to my hand. Um, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, like, usually blue is the color that would get cheap bounce spells. And this is a bounce spell that hits any target. Mm-hmm. So this is a disperse plus stuff like this is a better card than just like yeah disperse or uh petty theft maybe not petty theft because that one gets you a free card with it but i do think this card's interesting i think it could probably see some play we would need to find a more tempo oriented white deck that's willing to you know give your opponent a card back in your hand but on the other hand like weren't they it's one of those things where like hey you know declaration stone was decent that was a sorcery that's kind of doing the same thing where they get the card back if they pay two more mana and that one could be done in uh, in piecemeal, whereas this one they have to pay for the whole part of the card at once. So you know you can make their four drop uncastable for two turns. I think this card's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm talking yeah, about it, I, I'm liking it more. Although I don't think it's amazing. Like it's definitely not a control card. I feel like yeah. because you don't want to be giving your opponent those. And you, it, you know you would never play an unsummon in a control deck because you don't want to give them that that advantage back. I would say this, uh, it's got a lot of competition, you know, because you have March of Otherworldly Light and Fateful Absence and all these other kind of, how can I say, uh, um, you know, they, they need the right situation to be good type of cards. Yeah, there's also a lot of Enter the Battlefield cards in Pioneer right now, so, you know, if you're bouncing your mm-hmm. opponents, Kalidus is it the best feeling, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if someone, like, especially those those decks that are kind of, you know, they don't play a lot of mana and they're kind of stuck 
on you know two or three mana and they can't get past that this is a great card to have that means that you're locking them down for quite a while you know at least for a few more turns and they have to play it again like you said it's like a time walk and more importantly, you've got Eldrazi um, processors that are going to put those cards from... <laughs> no. There you go. All right, all right, let's keep going. Um, we're going, we're so, spending a long time on white, um, and it's, uh, it's not the best white card set. All right, we had a couple more. I think there's a couple more good ones to talk about, though. Um, uh, Lawrence Escape, I'm kind of excited about. I think that should, we'll, we'll see play in uh, uh, Heroic. Uh, because, you know, before we had that one that gives, like, shield and a scry for one, and I thought, hey, that might see play. Didn't really see any play. This is kind of all around better. This is more like God's Willing. So it says target artifact or creature gains hexproof and indestructible to the end of turn, and you scry. Hmm. So it, it doesn't give you protection from any color, but you can still protect your your creature as well as, as, you know, set up your next turn. So I like Lauren's Escape. I think that might see some play. I, I think heroic. the biggest difference with God's Willing is that being able to get your really big creature through a blocker is very important to that deck. Um, and that's something Protection mm-hmm. gives you that Hexproof Indestructible does not. Uh, so I do think that this is worse than the fourth copy of God's Willing. Uh, maybe it's the fifth copy of God's Willing, but I don't know if those decks were wanting more than four copies or even four copies at the moment. So uh, I I'm don't quite think it's better than what we have, but I think it's an interesting card. Okay, it might. And we were also I mean, we were also kind of big on um, Boros uh, equipment or Boros vehicles uh, last time as well. Maybe that'll see play in there. Maybe this will instead of God's Willing in that deck, you know, we can have four of these in there instead of the. Uh, or plus two, plus maybe two there's a weird world where this goes into like a grease fang or something. You know, if your opponent's bringing in a ton of removal sure. for grease fang, and you just uh, you you maybe. hold up one mana, that give yourself though. you know you can give it you can give grease fang indestructible, <laughs> or you can give your parhelion okay. uh, hexproof if that's their plan. And what do they do about that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you maybe go, there you maybe. Go. All right. Um, in, there's a couple more white cards I think we should talk about. You want to talk about? Uh, I'm going to talk about Recommission here, uh, which I think is a bit of a trap. It's one and a white for a sorcery. Return target artifact or creature card with mana value three or less from the graveyard of the battlefield. If a creature enters the battlefield this way, it enters with an additional plus one, plus one counter. Um, Kind of cool. You know, it's nice. You know, bringing back a three drop for two mana with a plus one, plus one counter is nice. Uh, I do think that this just is a little bit weaker than what we have because the one deck that really would care about this would be Grease Fang, and that has Can't Stay yeah. Away, which just does so much better in the fact that you can mill it yeah. over and recast it. Um, the the other yeah. advantage of this has is that it brings back an artifact, but again, that deck cares about the four mana um, Asika's Chariot or the seven mana Parhelion, so it, it kind of just misses those that you really mm-hmm. want to be able to run. Yeah, it's still it's still a neat card. Uh, like you said, it's a trap. Maybe it, not a trap, it, but I, I think that needs... it doesn't fit into what the environment is currently asking for. Um, you know, maybe yeah. I'll try it with something weird, and I can bring back a gate to the afterlife or something, and and go find God Pharaoh's gift or something weird like that. But yeah, there we go. There you go, right there. So you milled everything, and then maybe you're playing the God Pharaoh's gift with the uh, the, the gateway which is three mana, you already have the seven, um, you know, creatures, whatever, six creatures in your graveyard. You bring back the gates, and then you can search for your, your um, how do you say, gift, and then Again, bring that Again, that, that deck's not going to see play well. Grease Fang is an important deck, and everyone's running okay. uh, <laughs> everyone's running their hearses to be yeah. able to get rid of any specific cards like that yeah. you're trying to grab from the graveyard. Gift is too slow. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Calamity's Wake is another card I think we need to talk about. Uh, you know, it's a two mana instant that exiles all graveyards, and also players can't cast non creature spells this turn. And then it says exile that afterwards. So this is basically, I, I would say it's rest in peace, a one time rest in peace. Uh, but also it's a silence. You know, they, they can't really cast anything after, uh, after that. So yeah, um, silence hasn't okay. been seen play in a while. It saw a little bit of play back when Just Guy Ascendancy was popular. This also silences yourself as well. You can't cast non-creature spells either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of just an awkward combination where, like, both of those are reasonable effects. Like, you know, Tormod's Crypt has seen play, Silence has seen play, but there's no deck that's asking for both of them at the same time right now. Well, I mean, the nice thing is, like, because of Karn, like, stopping a lot of uh, activations of stuff, like, hey, you can't play your Hearse anymore, you can't play your Tormod's Crypt if someone has a Karn. Into- I mean, you're, okay, you're not going to need to play uh, this against the Mono Green Devotion deck, but I'm just saying, for example, this gets around that. Okay. Uh, anything else in the way? Or can we move on? I think let's, re- let's move on. That seems reasonable oh. to me. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about one talking more. About, but yeah, it's go ahead. Are you want me to read it? The Repair and Recharge? So five mana return yeah. an artifact enchantment or planeswalker card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Create a tapped Power Stone token. Um, I think this is cool, but I also think that the invoke from, what is it, Kamigawa that brings back any permanent mm-hmm. and gives you like four plus one plus one counters is slightly better than making a power stone. Uh, and that hasn't seen any play. So I would assume that for the same reason this has oh, really? seen any play. That was, that was a sorcery? sorcery? Five mana sorcery, Five mana. yeah. It yeah. was, you know, one white, 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 white. I was thinking but... this is... This kind of reminds me of Elspeth Challenges Death. Elspeth Conquers Death. Elspeth Conquers Death. There we go, not Challenges. Um, that type of effect. Also, yeah, again, right now, out. bringing back a single reanimator target is not going to be very strong into uh, all the Grease Fang answers. Yeah. Okie dokie, let's move on all to right. blue. Move on to uh, blue. You know, um, again, I was going to say, let's uh, you know, blue, give so. our usual preface that Ryan doesn't play blue cards. He hates them. Uh, so this might be me talking a little bit. There's also, you know, again, blue didn't scream too many cards here that I'm excited about. Uh, I'm going to go with one I'm most mm-hmm. excited about, and maybe it's not good, but it's one I'm excited about, is Teferi Temporal Pilgrim, five mana planeswalker, enters mm. with four loyalty, and whenever you draw a card, you put a loyalty on him. He's got a zero to draw a card, a minus two to make a two-two blue spirit token with vigilance, and whenever you draw, put a plus one counter on this creature, and you can minus 12 to make it that each opponent chooses a permanent they control, returns it to their hand, and then each other non-land permanent uh, goes into its library. You know, get shuffled in. Yeah, that's gonna happen a it, lot. It definitely I think. could. Blue, blue, white can. Blue, white's really good at. Doing yeah, that. I. You know that. That's. Thank you for bringing the first question. Is hey, does this have a home? This I don't think is better than the other five mana to fairy, but I do think this is a cool no, card, no. and there are some good ways to draw enough cards to empower this. Will of course, you know, make the shout out is that days undoing doesn't work with this because that ends the turn mm. with his triggers on the stack so you wouldn't get the uh the loyalty counters from it what about cons was it consign uh, the, the one with aftermath uh something to memory uh commit to memory uh, commit to memory yeah that draw seven yep, that shuffles, draw right? and shuffles there's also the one that like puts a permanent from your hand into play if you cast it during your with addendum mm-hmm I mean, this could be something. Maybe uh, blue red uh, control can make it come oh, maybe. back because you're drawing a lot of Ooh. cards with that, and then you know you have 
you're playing um what is it collected defiance discard your hand draw seven possibly even just i was more thinking like uh but yeah i think what's gonna be strong with this is that like you're you're sitting there with a two two blue spirit and you've got mana to cycle a shark typhoon token like what is your opponent gonna do like Mm -hmm. that that's threatening to be at least like a three three and a four four or something like can very well protect itself i think and that's what i like about it all right, so like I said, I'm not good at blue, but I can tell you what I think might be good in blue. You sure, what do you like? It's... Uh, so I actually put down Curate as one of my first ones. I, I, I know that these types of effects, we had Consider at one mana, uh, which was what, Surveil to draw a card, right? Yeah. Uh, it's Surveil what, 1 what draw it does? Card. I can't one remember. mana. Surveil 1. This is uh, Surveil 2 draw a card. Putting two cards in the graveyard if you need them, or you know, setting setting it up, and you can put them back in any order. Right? Yeah, you can put them back in any order. Yeah, so it's like, so it's like a scry, or put into the the yard, or whatever. This will be a, a definitely a playable card in in some decks. Probably not Phoenix. Probably not good. It, I don't know. Could it be? You know, it, it can put two cards into the graveyard. Here's where these cards are interesting: is that. How good is Surveil to draw a card versus look at the top three, choose one, and put mm-hmm. you in the graveyard? Like, I'm talking about, uh, port of, um, not Port of the Pages, it's, um... The two-mana yeah. one? Uh, strategic Planning yeah, is need... is three cards, and you get one of them, the other two go in the graveyard, all always. And really the question yeah. there is, how good is this at instant versus that at sorcery? And I almost still lean towards the mm-hmm. sorcery because seeing that third card is so important. So, like, if you're digging for a land and you look at your top two and, you know, no land and, you know, spike field hazard. So it's a tapped land. It's like, oh, that's not what mm-hmm. I wanted. I really needed that untapped land. But can I afford to throw both these away and hope that the third one's an untapped land? Whereas if it's, yeah. you know, those two cards and a, an untapped land is your third card that's a world of difference so like just that Mm -hmm. little bit of extra knowledge makes these kind of like scry or surveil questions so much better that i do really like seeing that extra card i think it comes up even more with uh the hidden strings deck and they're you know we just got impulse and seeing that fourth card is Mm -hmm. huge for that deck i think yeah yeah i still think some people play somebody somebody will find a deck that it still fit into it seems like it's playable all right, your turn. Next pick. Uh, let's see what I actually like here out of blue. Do, 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 do. Uh, so I see you've got a couple more soldiers cards here if we want to talk about those here. Um, I put one that I think I'm interested in. I don't know yet if it's going to be any good, but not a lot of the Power Stone cards ended up being very strong. Like I kept being like, hey, this Power mm-hmm. Stone mechanic is better than it looks on paper, but clearly Watsi is also like, yes, but we're going to make them terrible. It's a limited mechanic. Uh so like the card the, the power stones themselves are strong, but the enablers are just not there as far as I can tell. But splitting the power stones two and a blue for sorcery as additional cost sacrifice an artifact, make two power stone tokens if the sacrifice artifact was legendary draw card. Um, I'm not actually even sure what artifact we're sacrificing, but if I could get two power stone tokens mm. and draw a card for three mana, I would be pretty happy. Hmm. I don't, okay, know I don't know about that card, card either. Maybe, maybe I should have. Maybe I was thinking of this as yeah. more of the one that's like draw two, discard one, make a power stone. Maybe that one could be better. Yeah, that one's probably better. Okay, uh, never mind me. What, what were you? You want to talk soldiers? <laughs> Distract me for a second. Yeah, I'll do soldiers because I know creatures kind of. Um, I like Zephyr Sentinel. 
Uh, it's a 2-1 flash flying, and uh, when it enters the battlefield, you have to return up to one other target if you control the owner's hand. So it's kind of like that fairy miscreant, I think, whatever, that makes you bounce something for one. Um, but uh, this one, uh, you can return a soldier, and it'll get a plus one, plus one counter on it. So this is a good card. It's got evasion. It's two mana. It's costed well. You know, if you're playing it in a straight-up soldier deck, it's going to be a 3-2 flyer with flash, and it can use it to save one of your creatures from... From removal, so I think that could be playable. And the other one is Sky Strike Officer, another flying human soldier, two three. And when it enters, sorry, when it attacks, you get to create a one one soldier creature token. And you can tap, uh, tap three untapped soldier tokens to control a draw card. That is really neat. Not only does it put creatures into play, it's got evasion. You can also draw cards with it. I think that's really powerful yeah, effect. Yeah, I think both of these cards feel like they're missing a little piece, where like the Sky Sight Soldier is, I agree, a strong card. 2-3 flying is reasonable. Making a creature when attacks is reasonable. Um, I wish that maybe the creatures it created had vigilance or something like that. Like I'm an aggro mm-hmm. deck. I don't want to take my turn off to tap three untapped soldiers. I had this problem always with uh, mm-hmm. the zombie that does that for one mana. Um, you know, yeah. if you're an aggro zombie deck, uh, crypts, crypts, yeah, uh, crypt breaker. Yeah. If you're in a zombie aggro deck, you yeah. want to be attacking with those zombies, not waiting and tapping them to draw cards. Uh, Zephyr Sentinel. I am also a little bit like, hmm, I like this card, but uh, most of the soldiers we've seen from this set haven't really had enter the battlefield abilities. So it's like, why am I replaying my creature? I would rather protect it like the spirits deck can. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think both are reasonable. I think both are interesting. I might even look at them in some kind of you know blue x soldier deck but i do wish that both of them both of them have a little bit of a strangeness to them to me for me yeah we'll have to see how the rest of the uh, soldiers kind of fit in together from all the other sets as well before we see if this has a place in in that deck okay i'm gonna talk um, uh, yeah definitely. Uh, i'm cards? gonna talk hercule yeah. uh, master wizard this one's a three mana two four human wizard ad- uh, advisor Always love me advisors. I feel like advisor is keyword for, hey, this card's going to have cool stuff. <laughs> um, and also I want to, you know, this is maybe the first time I'm putting out, but there's a lot of like three mana and less legendary creatures in this set. And I love that mm-hmm. because I like cheap legendary creatures. I do kind of be like, okay, yeah. what's the payoff? If, you know, I could play I could play a deck with 25 legendary creatures in it. Where's my payoff cards, wizards? What are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, this one's a 2-4 when at the beginning of each of your end steps, if you've cast a non-creature spell this turn, you reveal the top five cards of your library, and for each type among non-creature spells you've cast this turn, you can put a card that of that type from among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in any order. So that, that's a lot of words, but like you know, if you've cast an instant during your turn, you look at the top five cards, you can grab an instant from them and put it into your hand. If you've cast an instant and an artifact and an enchantment, you could grab one of each if they're available. So, but it's only five. It isn't like do like Winota type of things where like you get one no, for it, each. It's not Winota type cast, thing. Right? So yeah, the chance of you getting five cards off of this is nearly impossible, especially in Pioneer where we don't have tribal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's pretty cool. Like this is a card that can just draw you cards each turn and baseline it to two four. Yeah, I like it. I think it's really good value. Um, I don't think it's going to be seeing any kind of play in control decks. Yeah, not not a control card. I don't I think. think combo or some other kind of thing i mean see this is what i was saying like at the beginning like i feel like we're getting we're reaching critical mass on some you know off meta decks and we're going to start seeing some new strategies develop and i'm, I'm okay. all for that um 
Anything else? Uh, yeah, so there's Machine Over Matter, which is a new unsummon that it's any non-land permanent. Yeah. It costs only a blue mana if you control an artifact creature. Otherwise, it costs one a blue. There's Philagi Archaeologist, or whatever it's called, uh, which is like a slightly better Bolus's, um, what is it? Mm-hmm. Augur of Bolus. But it's mill three. Isn't, is that also No, that one puts three? them on the bottom, and you don't get anything if you yeah. miss. This one is a one four if you miss. It's a zero three if you hit. Yeah, so it says when it enters the battlefield, you mill three, and you may put a non-creature non card from among them and mill this way into your hand. If you don't, you put a 1-1 counter. Okay. That's probably all I need to talk about in blue. Unless I missed anything. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a neat card. I know. I think any any kind of that kind of effect where that mills, mills your graveyard, I think that's definitely, like I said, we're reaching a critical mass of those types of effects. Someone's going to find it. It might just be like that fringe deck, like we said, like a gift deck or something that would play that. But but still, um, I think it's really um, I didn't talk about the command, um, but I feel like all the commands are not very good. I, I'm I really like disappointed it. that I didn't like the Wizards, one. again, I, I, mean, I know I'm, I'm being a complainer this episode, and you guys can call me out on it in the comments, mm-hmm. but flexibility doesn't cover up power level most of the time like yeah. these are 100 percent cards made for best of one on arena where flexibility is really important because you don't have a sideboard but in mm-hmm. real magic you know best of three magic <laughs> i'm being very pedantic by calling that real um being a flexible card doesn't make up for the fact that all of the modes are bad mm-hmm. all right uh let's move on from blue I'm good. Yeah, to black. Move into black. Uh, black yeah. has some cool ones. I think. Uh, can I can I start us off? Have I been talking a lot? Yeah, I want to talk start about off? Gix. Yeah. Um, we were kind of excited about seeing Gix. I, I didn't know that we'd be seeing a Praetor in the past, but this is awesome. Uh, one black, black Gix Yogmoth Praetor. It's a three three, and whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may pay one life if they do draw a card. So in one v one, because we're talking about Pioneer, this is just whenever a creature mm-hmm. you control deals damage to an opponent, you can pay a life and draw a card. And that's for you hit with five creatures, you draw five cards. Um, you it also has an ability for like seven mana discard X, exile the top X of the opponent's library. You can play lands and cast spells from among them without paying their mana cost, and that's not until end of turn. So it, it's basically just replace mm-hmm. all of my you know if, I'm assuming this is going in a mono black aggro deck, and I'm going to replace all of mm-hmm. my you know one two ones that can't block in the end of the game for you know a Teferi from my opponent's deck hopefully. I don't think that's a great ability, mm-hmm. but it's it's some random monosync that is an option. More importantly, this is just a 3-3 three, three for 3 that draws you a lot of cards while hurting yourself, which black aggro shouldn't care about. And they have ways to get life back. I mean, you got your either Aetherborn Rogues and, and Nighthawks and Kelitus and stuff like that. Nah. If you're playing... I don't know if you're... I mean, you might be playing those. Possibly, I want to go full. Maybe, maybe those maybe come in sideboard uh, against mono red, but I want to go full aggro, go, go right to the face, and, and I like this as a three drop for mono black aggro. I mean, you just you, yeah, you could play a lot of uh, how could I say, just like creatures with evasion and stuff like that as well, and then you could have the top end of uh, of uh, shields red because uh, whenever you deal damage, you take a da- take a uh, you you. You lose a life, but you gain two from Shieldred. Yeah. Which is, like, really good. But like you said, aggro. So maybe we'll see it in a couple different type of decks. Um, Diabolic Intent, another really strong card. Uh, I've heard some people have been trying this out in Grease Fang already. Uh, So it's one in a black sorcery. You have to sacrifice a creature 
In addition to this, and you search your library for a card and put that card into your hand and then shuffle. So I would say this might actually see more play in Sacrifice. Uh, grabbing like another, you know, if you need to grab your second or third or fourth Mayhem Devil uh, to kind of like close out a game a little bit faster or, you know, maybe you need to grab some kind of combo piece, you know, to, maybe you need uh, another cat or you need a, another oven or something like that mm-hmm. uh, you can grab your Corvold you know whatever whatever. I, I think the big I, one there I is think... you can grab your Citadel Bullet Citadel there you go there you go if you have the mana sure, for it right sure. yeah th- that'll yeah. be the question is how, uh, how what good other is a you know extra copy of something like a Mayhem Devil if you're paying two mana for it and sacrificing a creature uh, I definitely mm. more lean towards the Greasefang side because that deck is kind of a sum of its parts. You know, you need one of the Parhelions, you need a Greasefang, uh, yeah. you need a way to, you know, get it through your opponent's possible removal. So the fact that this can grab a Thought Seize and just take out your opponent's one answer, this can grab, you know, an answer in the sideboard to your opponent's Graveyard Hate, that seems huge. I really like a lot mm-hmm. what this card can do to make that deck into a little bit more of a toolbox. It also means that in the sideboard or in the main deck, you can play a couple more one-ofs that'll be able to be grabbed by Diabolic Intent. Um, and that deck has... Yeah, grabbing combo pieces in general. Yeah, right? you know, gra- grab combo pieces. And, you know, that deck has tokens from things like Chariot. It's got the, um, you know, Stitcher Supplier is a fantastic thing to sacrifice to this. So I think that mm-hmm. that deck has both the the setup and the payoff for Diabolic Content. So that's the place that I'm probably most excited about it. I mean, I Rally Ancestors, I'm really hoping <laughs> it'll see some play okay. in the future. It was big in Frontier for a while, man. You know, so I'm, I'm, I wanted to make the jump to to pioneer already gotta make it work but anyways i like it i think it'll i think it'll be good i think it'll be probably overrated that's fair that's fair all right so um let me talk about a you know straight up role player go for the throat one and a black destroy target non-artifact creature as an instant um in the current environment this is an improvement over power word kill this is an improvement over Uh, what, what were some of the other two drop ones that were seeing play? You know, there were there weren't a lot of them seeing play. Uh, you know, maybe like Baleful Mastery, which can sometimes be seen at play at four. Nah. Um, maybe it'll change. Maybe this set will bring enough other artifact creatures to make this no longer good enough. But I think that I love that this is introduced because I feel like it's slightly better than the existing instant speed two mana removal spells that you're using to supplement your one mana mm-hmm. removal spells. Uh, but it also, you know, it's not like the end-all be-all. There can definitely be metas in situations where this isn't going to be as good as something like a power word kill or a you know, whatever else you're yeah. using. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what was it? The uh, the one with the counter or no counter on it? Oh, uh, uh, Heartless Act. Heartless yeah, that, Act? that was the other one that, that saw some play. Yeah, so that, that'd be the other one that I could take over for. Yeah, definitely better. Um. Misery's Shadow is another really good card. I think it's really pushed. We are talking about Mono Black earlier. I think this would definitely fit in there. Uh, it says, if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. It's a 2-2 for one and a black. And it has uh, pay any color. It gets plus one, plus one to the end of turn. That's insane. This is insane. That's pretty cool, yeah. You know. Yeah, sure, it dies to Fatal Push. But, I mean, that's just that card's going to get out of control, I think. Um, 
Alan, you want to do the uh, next sure. one? Uh, I'm going to talk about Hostile Negotiations, which is a card I'm excited about. Kind of a weird one. So four mana instant, exile the top three of your library face down, then exile another top three face down. You look at both piles and then put one of them face up, and your opponent chooses uh-huh. which pile you put in your hand and which pile you put in your graveyard. Uh, and then you lose three life. So it's a draw three for four, and you'll get maybe the better of the three uh, sets of cards, but maybe not. It also will put, you know, a total of four cards in your graveyard. Uh, I think that there's some power in this card. Like, you definitely have to be the right kind of deck. I don't think that pure control Mm -hmm. probably wants this because the lose three life is a big cost there. Um, But I I maybe could see it. You know, Gearhulk can flash this back. It's plus three cards, which is huge for control. Mm -hmm. And you do get a little bit of card selection, which is nice. Um, And then again, of course, you know, you can flash this back. It's putting other cards in your graveyard that you can care about with your dig through times, your gear hulks, whatever else have you. Uh, I think this is a pretty cool card, and I'm excited to see where it might have potential. It feels like it's kind of continuing the cycle, like the gifts and given sort of thing. You know, we also had the the thing for uh, uh, was the Sultai Ultimatum uh, as well. Uh, that kind of had that uh, that ability, like you choose one and put one in the back. And, and then there's also, I think we had a, a recent one in green as well. As, I think that was in the last set where you like choose this this card and or one comes into your hand or something and the other two go back into your... Three different names. I can't remember, but it feels like that's this is kind of like part of that cycle where, you know, giving your opponent that choice. And I, I'm pretty sure somebody will find a way to take advantage of this so that you know you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't you know okay i'll let you put this in your hand and you're gonna win the game but also if this goes to the graveyard you're gonna win the game so i'm interested to see how this fits yeah i don't quite think it's a gifts on given situation because it's not like you're picking and choosing what the cards are they're just um whatever you find in the set but i, I do think it's a cool card yeah uh, what, what do you got next um uh, I actually, you know, we were talking about the commands not being as good. I like Gix Command, okay. which is three and two black, and uh, you know, because you can choose two. So the first thing is you could put two counters on up to one creature against life length to the end of turn. Uh, second one is destroy each creature with power two or less. I like that one. Uh, the next one is return up to two creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Seems good. And then uh, the last one, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the highest power among creatures they control. So, you know, you're playing against some kind of uh, aggro go wide strategy. You use that, you know, power two or less yeah. uh, thing. Or, uh, you know, you're playing against some kind of mid range deck. You're going to use the they sacrifice a creature with the highest power they control. Uh, and then, you know, I think there's these are these are all playable abilities and the fact that you get to choose two of them i think this will see some play you know people you know were playing uh you know maybe ritual of soot or uh the three mana one uh that was this i think it was uh converted mana cost two or less from uh, uh three or less you mean like shadows verdict Midnight Hunt? yeah well the shadows verdict as well at five mana yeah so it, this is not bad you know it's kind of like shadows verdict i guess it is an exile Okay. But maybe, maybe we'll not see unreasonable. Play right away. But I think it's but not not unplayable, I think. Uh, uh what do you I'm like? interested what else in we Ash Non Flesh Mechanist. Uh, it's a one mana one one with Detched to Touch, which is nice because it means it trades for anything on the block. 
but it also when it attacks you can sacrifice another creature if you do you make a tapped power stone token um so this turns See, i would never attack why would you never card. attack with this card <laughs> it's just the one well, sure. death touch is gonna yeah die. but whatever it blocks it kills so it's not like you know yeah it's not like you know your opponent can block it with something freely it's always gonna trade one for one with whatever you're attacking it into and mm-hmm. you get mana I love mana. Uh, and then it also, you can pay five exile creature from your graveyard, create a tapped 3-3 three, three colorless. Never going to pay Yeah, this, these are, what, what these are, are they're A for um, uh, you know, EDH, and they're also there for limited, where you're going to have power stones floating around on these random uh, legends. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's two more cards I want to talk about. I mean, like I'm not, I'm not high on astronaut. Like I said, I just, I don't think you're ever gonna really, really be able to take advantage of her, or them. I'm excited about Gixian Infiltrator, okay. um, because again, I'm thinking of sacrifice decks and stuff like that. Since whenever you sacrifice another permanent, you put a plus one plus one counter on this, and like you know, if you're doing that uh, over and over again with like uh, you know the cat oven combo, like this thing's just gonna get huge. Absolutely huge, and most people will take out removal um, against the the sacrifice decks because you know they'll take out their their bone crusher giants. They'll, they'll take out uh, everything's or all the other things because they know that you're just going to have something that you can sacrifice them to. But this seems like a really good card that could become a finisher for that type of deck. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Probably not, right? I think it's reasonable. I don't think it's amazing. Um, yeah, because I, I just feel like it, it can just get removed. You, know, you can just fail push it, and then then you're you're mm-hmm. gone on that. Like I don't think you want to go all in on that kind of card. Like I think that that deck has good synergies, and it wouldn't look for more. But it's like, man, just think like if they don't have any answer for it, and you know, you you sacrifice a cat, sacrifice the. Uh, the food one time it's plus two plus two and then the next turn if you have like two uh ovens in play you're doing like one two three four it's plus four man that's that's sounds yeah. nasty to me but anyways what's your next choice uh how about dreams of steel and oil we didn't talk about that one yet one black for a like card that. Reveals like their that. hand. you choose an artifact or creature card from it and an artifact or creature card from their graveyard uh and exile the chosen cards i like that so, a lot. haha grease fang takes that exile <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's exile. I like that it's, um, you know, randomly hits a graveyard card. I don't see that being, I, I you know, it's worse than Thoughtseize. I will say that straight up. It's not going to replace Thoughtseize. It's not going to be, oh, maybe I do two Thoughtseize, two this, anything like that. Uh, it could see some play in addition to Thoughtseize, or it could be a sideboard card is... that you would play in a time where you wouldn't sideboard a Thoughtseize. This is basically, you know, one mana and then exile two cards, right? Well, one from a hand and one exile from a creature card. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems really good against Grease Fang. I would definitely cite it in against. Yeah, against the question them. there is: Are there better sideboard cards against Grease Fang? Because I don't think you're main decking this. It, it depends, I guess, on the color. Like, if you usually don't have, uh, I would say, like against, like maybe like blue. If you have like blue black, you're not really gonna have ways. I guess you could always play a hearse if you wanted to, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's totally a good sideboard card. I might even play this. Would I play this over duress? I don't know. Like, you know, some people are playing two duress in the sideboard. Would this be better? Mm, 
Like if you already have four thoughts. Depends on what. Like if you're putting duress in there for your control matchup because you don't want them countering your spell, uh, then obviously no. Yeah. So th- this is more against specific little decks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for me. I mean, was there anything else you wanted to talk about, or do you want to move on to the next uh, let's color? Let's move on to the next color, I think. You want to start us off on red? All right, so this is the big card. This is what everyone's been talking about. Brotherhoods and one and two red for a sorcery uh, that says deal three damage to each creature in each planeswalker or destroy all artifacts with mana value three or less. I don't think that you know, the artifact... Um, uh, how can I say the artifact choice is going to come into effect too often, but it's there, which is nice. You don't have to have as much uh, artifact hate in your deck, I guess. But that first one, three damage to each creature and each planeswalker, very nice. You know, we we have Anger of the Gods, we've had Sweltering Suns. This seems like a good upgrade to that. Okay. Would you play it in a sideboard? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think probably. So I, I do like the fact that, you know, you don't get both. So it's not like it's not like you're getting an upside mm-hmm. over anger. Uh, so if it comes out that, you know, anger is really good against something like Phoenix. So if Phoenix becomes a popular deck again, I would still want that more. Um, and it's also going to be, you know, you can't play this with your own Planeswalkers. So that that's a downside, too. I think it's a good card. No, oh, I would... Um, how would this do against sacrifice? Like it, it, it could kill all their creatures if they have them on board, or it kill all their their uh, their tokens as well. Yeah, as see, that's ovens. the awkward thing is like I don't feel like there's any deck that, you know, the few decks where I would really want that destroy all artifacts mode, I feel like I would also want the destroy creatures mode um so it's gonna be like oh you know have mm-hmm. i run out of like they were they're out of creatures but i need their artifacts i bet that's where the flexibility is good but i, I do feel like there will also be times where it's like hey you know i kind of want both of these modes and i've only got the one card for it i wish i had a mm-hmm. colagon's command that could get rid of an artifact and a creature mm-hmm. and that that you okay. know colagon's command hadn't seen, yeah, I... seen any play mm-hmm. well it's starting to see play again i heard because of uh stuff like Reese saying yeah it's okay there Uh, but I think this will definitely see some play in some sideboards. All right, what's your next choice? My next choice is going to be this Feldon Ronam Excavator. You know, two mana, two two haste that can't mm. block, and whenever it's dealt damage, you exile that. Man- oh, we kind of talked about this one last week though, so maybe we should skip over it. Um, but yeah, I just like it. It's a two two for haste yeah. that um, your opponent can't really block it because it yeah. draws you a ton of cards. So you attack into their five six, and they're yeah. just like, well, I guess I can't block it ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's a good card, a good aggressive card, and also legendary. So hey, bard class. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a bard class. Uh, There's a couple more bard <laughs> class ones I'm going to talk about later. Yeah, uh, did we talk about obliterating bolt we last did not. time we as did not well? Have that one spoiled yet last week? Because this is another card I'm really excited about. I think it's a definite upgrade to lava coil. It deals. It's a sorcery for one in a red that deals four damage to target creature planeswalker, and if it would die this turn exile it instead so not only does this hit for example in the mono green matchup uh the the troll this would also hit the the karn yeah so you'd have multiple uses for it which i think is great yeah card card seems great um that's definitely one that i'm excited for and yeah we we saw plenty of uh of lava coil see play in the history of pioneer and this is so much better and hit a planeswalker as well yeah um, I got some fun cards I want to talk about. I, I want to touch on some real quick. We don't have to talk about it too long. 
Giant Cinder Maw, I think, is a great uh, kind of uncommon version of Ferocidon, the Rampaging Ferocidon. It's a 4-3 for 2 and a red. It has Trample, and players can't gain life. Okay. Um, doesn't deal the extra damage, but I think, you know, hey, if you don't want to spend 10 bucks on your, your Ferocidon, oh, there we go. some of those. Okay. And another card that I think is kind of fun that I, I, I kind of like in two, de- two different types of decks is Goblin Blast Runner. It's a 1-2 for one red Goblin, and he gets 2 plus plus 0 and has Menace as long as you sacrifice a permanent this turn. So the most obvious one, of course, like I said, uh, Bracto Sacrifice or Jun Sacrifice. You play this on turn 1, you sacrifice your cat, and you sacrifice... Uh, how could I say uh, your 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 token, the uh, food mm-hmm. token, and get it back? Plus four, plus zero, plus menace on turn two. That's insane. You know, it's a five two. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. It's right. Or 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 does it actually? Is it only happen once? I guess it hasn't triggered twice, uh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No. It, so it's not each time you've sacrificed permanent. It's only the uh, the plus two plus okay. zero overall. But still, three two. And another place I could see this being played is in goblins. Um, especially if you're playing Skirt Clan Prospector and you have ways to kind of sacrifice, uh, you know, the, the goblins, I think this could definitely, I don't know. You have the other one that's, um, what, what is it? The, the, uh, Foundry Street Denizen, I think that also kind of gets bigger, but you have to play the, the cards. It kind of depends on what kind of goblin deck you're playing, but I think it could fit into both those Yeah, decks. I think it could fit into both those decks. I think it's interesting. You know, it's going to be probably even better in formats that have fetch lands, so that's the little bit of an awkward part, mm-hmm. but I do think this card's really cool. Um, you know, being the fact that it's a 1-2 and not a 1-1 one, one for common is uh, is sweet here. Yeah, and I should probably just touch real quick. Monster Swift Spears already in Pioneer, but I'm excited because it'll finally. There be you in go. Explorer. Yeah, it, it was conspicuously it absent from any of the uh, um, anthologies because it should have just been in them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, glad to see that it's coming back. Yeah. I'm also glad to see that you know they had printed this card and then for a little while they were like, no, that card's too powerful. We made a mistake with it. I'm glad to see that they're back at the point where like, hey, you know, this is a reasonable power level card. We can print it again. It mm-hmm. can be in standard. It can be in historic. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, especially we have Fatal Push and all these other cards now. Yeah, I, I like keep it under control. cards with power level where complexity matters. So, like, I'm glad that Monastery Swift Spear being an okay card to print again is is a fine thing. All right, well, I got a couple cards here. How about you? You have any uh, um, red cards you, I, you want know, to You know, I'm interested about? in Visions of Phyrexia. I don't think it's going to be any good, but it's cool. Uh, I People have talked about Mithra's Command, but I haven't felt it. So do you want to sell me on that one? Mistress Command. So I just like the the abilities here. Um, cause you it, want to read you know, So it's 2-2. Two, two. You I, can uh, yeah. target player discards X cards, and oh, they, they may discard up to X cards, and they draw a card for each card discarded this way. I don't like that, that they this way. So you'd use yeah, it yourself, you probably. You only can use it on yourself. Yeah. Um, deals X damage to target creature, X damage to target Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Creature gets plus X and gains... Uh, plus X plus zero and gains haste until end of turn. Yeah, so that's not bad. Like, hey, pay four mana, deal three damage to a creature and a player. No, it can't do a player, just a planeswalker. Or, sorry, a player. How often planeswalker, do they have a creature and a planeswalker? So that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the X plus X plus zero and haste, not bad. You know. Yeah, uh, but, so, you know. Cycling the, your the hand, fact that it, you know, it's, it's, it's awkward because if you want to have haste, you want to be casting this with another creature. So, like, am I casting a mm-hmm. two drop and then casting this for three as my five mana play to give it plus two shock one creature and give it haste like i don't think that's a winning line so that's where i'm like you know this has has some flexibility but it doesn't do anything powerful 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that for me, being able to cycle your hand and then also you know hit a creature and a player, it's two for one. It's not as good as you know the the black one. I think that the black one is a little bit slightly more playable, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll see okay. some play. Uh, are you ready to move on to green? Yeah, there's nothing else. Oh, actually, I did want to make one point on one card, and that was on uh, Mechanized Warfare. It's a one and two red enchantment. And it says, if a red or artifact source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent in opponent's control, it deals that much damage plus one instead. I'm wondering if this could could um, get sorry take the spot of Torbrand just because it's harder to take out and you're still going to get damage from from uh, a lot of a lot of creatures. Like for example, if you have Bomat Courier, you can play that in mono red, and it'll deal two damage. You know when you play that, or any other red card that you play will well, deal two damage. You know me, I don't play Bomat Courier. That guy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mm-hmm. like the thought. You know, I think it's interesting because it's a Torbrand that you can play in an Obosh deck, but I'm not sure if it's good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of things that ping for one though. So like, you know, pinging for one with your about- Saga, pinging for one with your, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. What about Isn't there Cavalcade? that new one drop that did we even include that guy that like taps to deal one to an opponent or something, and like has haste? I'm not sure. Hold on, let, let me let me look for this yeah. guy because maybe but, maybe he's interesting. For but me. what about Cavalcade? The two man enchantment. Whenever you attack with a creature with one power, yeah. it deals a damage. So like you have that on turn three, and you have you play that on turn two, and you have like all these like you've one mana, Phoenix, you know, one one creatures your... with haste, or whatever. You know, and you're just like, bam, 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 bam. And you're dealing all these extra damages, you know, with uh, the cavalcade as Did well. Did I make this card up? I swear there was like a 1-1 one, one with haste that could tap to do damage to an opponent. Um, or something like that. I, it's not on the list. It's not on the it's list. Well, that doesn't mean it's not good enough. That means we missed it for the list. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, okay. I'm going to scrap all it while we're talking here. Why don't, why don't you start us off in green? But it's from the I new set, so. you mean. It's a red card. I mean, I'm looking at the gallery right now. Let's see. Is there anything in the gallery? I'm sure I dreamed it up. I don't know. (laughs) There's the goblin. And swift spear. And I'm not seeing anything else for one. Yeah, there's nothing else in red. Okay. Okay. Not for one mana. You go on. Yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Green. uh, I talked a lot about red. Do you want to start off with green? This card uh, sure, I'll start off with green. Uh, I'm going to start off with Fauna Shaman. Um, this is another cool reprint that we got in this set, is that it's a 2-mana 2-2, and you can pay green and discard a green tap, discard a creature card, search your library for any creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle. So would elves uh, want this? No, this is a combo card, but I'm not sure what combos... We, you know, we don't really have any creature-based combos, so this is kind of one of those like, oh, hey, put this on the shelf because it's going to matter later. Mm-hmm. Man, honestly, I mean, it feels like they are trying to migrate all the past playable modern cards to that Pioneer. That way you can get rid of modern. Hey! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, they're not going to do that, but I'm just saying then, you know, they have their Modern Horizons format, and then we actually have a, an Eternal format, you know, that's uh, more balanced. Modern without the fetches. There we go. Um, I am kind of excited about art that I'm I'm still trying to look it up here in the background. I'm like, what? Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So absent at is another good reprint since we're on reprints here. It's a four, four for two and two, two uh, green. 
Uh, and it says when it enters the battlefield, you gain four life. Love it. And then if the spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard it, you put it into the battlefield instead of putting it into your graveyard. So great, you know, if they are still playing Liliana, which I don't know who who is. Um, if you get Thoughtseize, hey, you get you get life. That's great. Um, I don't know. Maybe Mono Green plays this if they need life, you know, from the sideboard. I don't. I don't know if they would do that, but I, I like it in uh, Stompy decks. I like it in. Uh, I mean, what else? I mean, I guess Stompy only, right? Stompy ramp, maybe ramp decks as well. Well, you know, four four body gain four and, life. Yeah, the, the important part there that, being right? is that hey, if they try Liliana, if they try and discard, if you trigger the ward of your opponent's. Um, what is it called? Uh, uh, yeah, Gregor Trespasser. All of those work to uh, yeah. put this into play. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, do you want to go next, or do you uh, want to keep going? why don't you keep going? Just because I'm clearly distracted here. <laughs> uh, so they do have a Rancor update. It's called Audacity, which we used to record, Hilarious, by the yes. way. Uh, so it's a one mana enchant creature. Creature gets plus two plus zero and trample, and when it's put into the graveyard, you draw a card. So Rancor, of course, will return to your hand when it goes to the graveyard. Yes. This will just draw you a card. Uh, so I think this is a lot worse than so, Rancor because of that. Because when you want Rancor, it's very good, and uh, it's better than a random card from the top of your library. Yeah, but at the same time, if you don't have a creature to put Rancor on, that kind of sucks. I guess. You know, maybe this draws you into a new creature, and then if you're, you know, trying to rebuild. So, like, it, it's kind of one of those funny things where, like, you do you know you want it, or is it going to be not what you want? Like, yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. In in green-white auras, do you want eight Rancor effects? Well, we don't have Rancor. No, we don't, we don't have, have Rancor. Rancor. The Rancor is like, was that oh, I'd M13? absolutely be playing or Rancor. That, oh, it Rancor. was. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was like M14 or something. So we serious? want four Rancor effects, I can tell you that. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah, I'd have to check that out real quick. All right, so maybe I then th this would definitely see some play in green-white's auras. That's something that really hasn't seen a lot of cards recently. I know that some people have been playing it, but uh, it hasn't really taken off yet. This could this could be the the card that helps, you know. This with ethereal armor and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. All right. All right. I get, get the, the next one. one. I know. I've, I've been, two I've been three uh, in a row now. not talking as much. Um. So I put Bushwhack on here because I think it's one that interests me and I think has kind of gone under the radar. You know, it's it sounds very simple. It's one mana. You can either search your library for basic land, put it into your hand, and shuffle, or target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. I can't help but think back to when Energy was a good deck and we would play a Tune mm -hmm. of the Aether and it would just find you a basic land and that's all it ever did. And there are mm -hmm. times where it stopped even doing anything because you ran out of basic lands. Um, if yeah. this yeah. can replace a land in your deck, this is an awesome card because now one of your lands I love is it. one mana for a fight spell. And that's huge. If you can't, like if you know... Yeah, if you can't just, you know, pull out two lands and put two bushwhacks in, then probably this isn't good enough. You know, you need to be a deck that at least somewhat cares about the card in the graveyard or the search or the shuffle or whatever. Um, but I think that this card has some potential as just like, hey, this could be a freebie that just gives you some fight cards mm -hmm. in a deck that would otherwise have no interaction. Yeah, Prey Upon or Mana. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think I'm going to get four of them. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, only an Uncommon, so it's not likely to be a, uh, yeah. you know, a $20 card or anything like that. But 
Um, what else do we have in here? I didn't add those cards. I'd have to ask you. Did you add Awake in the Woods? I added Awake in the Woods. Like you know, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't add Awake in the Woods because you're the one always talking about like, oh, Landfall. Let's trigger Landfall. Let's, uh, you know, bring back 30 cards. Oh, they become land lands. creature tokens. Yeah, okay. so it's, it's green, green, X, make X, um, you know, Arbor Dryads. It's it's Makes one, lands. one green forest dryad land what? creature tokens, which is a... See, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so, you know, you've got anything that cares about lands entering. This triggers, you know, ten times whatever whatever your X value is. Uh-huh. That's insane. Oh, so I just I just that created a new deck for... Yeah, you, you were so excited about Scapeshift, but you could do the same thing here. Landfall. Well, Scapeshift's different, right? You wouldn't play this in a Scapeshift deck, well, right? Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. You know, if, if your Scapeshift deck was to trigger, like, Retreat from Hagra for draining 10 or mm-hmm. draining 20... This yeah. does the same thing for you, you know, once you've got yeah. the mana. And you don't have to have yeah. the lance. You don't have to search your deck. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's nice. And that's a ra- this is a ramp effect. It is effect. also a ramp effect. So, you know, if you're paying this for a green, green one to make a, you know, oh, it's a one, one land. It's, it's basically explosive vegetation. Yeah. At, at two green, green, four. It's, it's explosive vegetation. Now, obviously, these are lands that can be killed oh easily. But it's still, uh, it's still an interesting card. But you still have yeah. your other lands. Oh my god, I have to play this <laughs> See, now. I was surprised it wasn't on your list here. Yeah, Landfall. Okay, I didn't think about playing that Landfall. A um, couple other cards. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Wasteful Harvest. Okay. So it's two and a green, and it nills five cards, and you can put a permanent from among them into... Uh, sorry, you can put a permanent from among them... Uh, into your hand, yeah. Into so- your hand. It's, so this is slightly better than Grizzly it's, Salvage. It's Grizzly Salvage I for one more mana, better, but and, and I think that one more mana. For yes. anything, instead of creature Yeah, so it can land. get you a non-creature, non-land, uh, but it still has to be a permanent, um, so there's not too many, like, unless you're a Planeswalker or Artifact deck, there's not too many things. Like, sure, this helps you find your Chariot or something, but I do think that you know, yeah. being one more mana, it's probably not better than stuff like Grapple the Past, which is fewer cards, but cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, um, you also put so, Keithling, but I still, like I said, we you put so Keithling Wormlet on here, and I think that's an interesting one. Um, you know, there, there's been a few of these like cards it. in the set where it's like, hey, it's, it's like this random one one or two two, like for one or two mana that cares about artifacts coming into play. This one's a one one for one, and whenever an artifact enters the battlefield, and you call, you gain a life, and if it's the first time each turn, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. Also, it gets death so touch if you have three or more like, artifacts. It's kind of like that. Uh, what was the one, the white one that looks at the top three and grabs a uh, an artifact? And whenever you play a uh, artifact, you get uh, the plus one plus one counter. I forgot uh, the yes. name of it. Um, Smith, ingenious Smith. Now the the great part there is obviously Very a card advantage Smith. is better than anything this card does. But I do like that this is a you know it's a cheap card that grows. I also like that this isn't dead late. The fact that if you play this after all your artifacts, it's a one one with death touch, which we just said you know trades with anything yeah. on a block. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a neat card. Um, I think they're they're really pushing. I mean, you know, I think people did do like uh, hardened skills constructs in the past. You know, this could be like a card that goes in there. That's probably not a good yeah. deck, but just an example. <laughs> um, Blanchwood uh, Prowler is another one you put on here, but I want to mention it mostly because it's another elemental for cheap. And I love mm, elementals, exactly. and the elementals in Pioneer are not one and two drops, which is very unfortunate. This one, you know, it's a one one for one. 
that looks at the top three and finds you a land. Uh, and if you don't find a land, mm-hmm. you get a plus one, plus one counter. So um, it's not quite Seder Wayfinder, but it, it, for being an elemental, it's definitely close enough. And the fact that it can sometimes be a 2-2 is yeah. kind of huge. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a neat card. I like a lot of these cards. I'm like, oh, that's neat. Like, I don't think I'll see play. I don't think it's good enough to see play. But you know, it might have Ooh, a role. You know what? In the future. Is it better than um? What was the two one that has explore? Branch oh, the Mistwalker something. Or, or Mist. Yeah. Merfolk yeah, 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 the, Walker, the Merfolk, something like right. that. Oh, yeah. I've got a deck yeah, for this kind go. of bad card, and I'm gonna try it out there. So I'm excited now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I think that covers green for me. Thanks for pointing out the Wake in the Woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to move on to Multicolor just because we've got a lot to yeah, go over with I'm that and Artifacts? really excited. Yeah. Um, so, first off, I want to start off with Hajar. No, I want to start off with Hajar because... Loyal Bodyguard. Okay. You, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so ahead. I, I've been kind of saying, like, you can't be a, uh, a Pioneer content creator if you don't love Bard class. Because, yes. oh, man. Uh, this is a 3-3 for one green, so a green and a red, so two total mana for a 3-3, which is just nice. Uh, and you can also sacrifice him to give legendary creatures you control plus one plus zero and indestructible end of turn. So that's just gravy. This is 100% a bard class card because they would play anything you can cast for free, which is anything, you know, red, green, or red, mm-hmm. green together. But also just, it's a 3-3. Yeah. That's huge. It makes it that you can um, yeah. attack with your Targnar and trigger it right away. It's just a big dude that swings, and it's going to pump all your guys, protect all your guys. Uh, if you're it. playing multiple in one turn, there's not even bad side there. How many oh, do it, I need? It, this is probably <laughs> a four of in that deck. Yeah, the four of in the, yeah, do it. Awesome. <gasps> gonna buy so many singles <laughs> great card love it yeah. so excited about hedgehog uh i don't want to talk about the no, obvious nothing ones, else matters but, we got hedgehog. um <laughs> yeah hedgehog is really good i'm really excited about it. i'm gonna definitely get that uh but there's a couple cards i think they can be role players in the format i like evangel uh of synthesis it's a blue and a black uh two three when it enters the battlefield you, you get to loot so you draw a card discard a card and as long as you've drawn two or more cards this turn, Evangel of Synthesis gets plus one plus zero and has Menace. So in those decks where you're drawing a lot of cards and discarding, um, you know, this is going to be nice. But I, I kind of have a feeling like Esper, uh, Parhelion has kind of, how could I say, has kind of, uh, you know, been lacking uh. with, you know, these types of effects. This might help it out a little bit. It's a cleric. Um, I don't that know. doesn't matter. Uh huh. I guess it already had Rafine's informant, and it had yeah. Rafine. You know, but there's a lot of decks that will draw, so this is going to be like a three-three menace most of the time in those types of decks, and it's and it's only okay. two mana. I- I'm willing to try it out with something like Rafine. And, uh... Maybe we just have a new deck there. Maybe not so much uh, Parhelion, but uh, just some kind of. And a surveil deck or something like that. Interesting, interesting. All right, uh, Harmon. So, like one. I said, a lot of cheap legendaries. This one's a white and a blue for a three-two flying, and that's all of its text. <laughs> no, um, I, it's a three-two flying human soldier. That's a legendary creature, and whenever you attack with five or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain flying until end of turn. And mm. I'm trying to be like, you know, again. A lot of these legendaries have extra text because, you know, EDH, because limited, whatever. Uh, I think that this is important because Mm -hmm. it's a 3-2 flying for 2 mana, and that's the part we should be looking at. Um, I don't care about going wide with soldiers. I care about this is a beater. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe maybe we can bring back uh, blue white flyers. Uh, that they used to be a thing, right? Maybe yeah, or like Jeskai flyers or something. You know, this is a human. You could curve this into your mantis rider Jeskai and swing for skies. six. Yes, Ooh. do it. Especially if we can make them all humans, because <laughs> that, uh, that, that that helps a lot. That was just a human, right? The mantis rider wasn't. The human mantis soldier, rider was, was a human monk, I believe. But oh, it's okay. a human, which I matters. See, I see. But that's nice. Um, if we're talking about monks, uh, third path iconoclast. It's a two one for uh, a blue and a red. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, create a one one colorless soldier artifact creature token. So basically, um, we have three effects. We have monastery mentor. We have uh, young pyromancer, and we have this. We've also now, got the black one. Um, all in Jeskai okay, colors. Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying, like, I remember Jeskai tokens used uh, to be a A long time ago. I think with, a lot of uh, things have gotten Jeskai. worse that hurt this, but... With Jeskai Ascendancy, but... Um, but, you know, that's a, it's a neat card. Yeah. You know, being able to create all these bodies. Just got to protect them. You know, if you just have a lot of counter spells, a lot of temple cards, uh, you could have a huge, huge... Uh, uh, how can I say? A huge... Uh, a board presence, yeah. And... Battlefield. I've been board interested in trying a couple like Pyromancer like decks, and I'll, I'll give this guy a shot. You know, see if he's better than the Pyromancer by enough. Uh, the other soldier token, you know, see, we we're talking about the uh, Harbin earlier. Uh, Yoshin Tactician. Is this good enough? So it's three, four other soldiers. You get plus one, plus one, but it's two, a white, and a blue. It's four mana total. Is this a good top end, or is this something you just This don't one play? I might be more interested in um, putting into play with the preeminent captain, just because it is a lord. But I do okay. think that this is probably just limited fodder. You know, we've seen things like this before where, like, elves had a four-mana lord that didn't see play. Vampires had a four-mana lord that didn't really see play. So uh, I don't think this mm-hmm. will see play. Okay. Uh, what, your next card. What's your next choice? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do have a couple more good here. ones. So we've talked about you know those cards that do better with artifacts growing. We've got Yodian Descend uh, Dissident is a green and a white for a one-one human artificer. And whenever an artifact enters the battlefield in your control, put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control, um, which is cool because it doesn't have to be himself, so you're not all in. And again, like maybe some kind of green white artifacts could be good. And you can just put it on the creature itself, right? If whenever it's an artifact creature, sure. So like the. So, like, if you play this on turn two and then turn three, you play a, a hanger back walker with, for one, then it comes in with two counters. And basically, you put that other uh, counter yeah, on Yeah, or you could play, like, um, what's that guy who improvises for three and you make, like, three one-ones that, <laughs> I don't know, something like that. There's some options there. I mean, it's whenever it enters the battlefield as well. So, like, you'd get one for each artifact. So, if you had an inner, a hanger back walker that died and all those came into play, then they could all get plus one, plus one counters on, on or themselves, right? Or you could put all right? of them on one guy and make them huge, yeah. If you wanted to. That's kind of neat, I think. Yeah, it's a neat card. And, you know, it's it's probably better with stuff like treasures, with clues. You know, if you've got a cat oven, you know, I don't know why you're Abzan, but if you've got cat oven coming back every turn, each one of those foods will trigger this. Oh, nice. And, I mean, of course, if you have Ozolith in play, you can put all those counters, uh, keep them on there so they don't, like, you know, get lost when creatures. <laughs> See, dies. I was trying to lower the jank a little bit, but... Plus it yeah, triggers. Yeah, that, that's true. Oh, my um, goodness. You... No, okay, no, so six, as long as we're going that direction... I always thought Hanger Back as Walker long as we're was going too that slow, direction, but, yeah. um, What is the name of that card? Real quick, just need to think about this, is... Um, hang on. Artificer. 
Inventor's Goggles. Do you know what that card does? Uh, is that like the plus one, plus two? One mana equipment. Yeah. Uh, equip creature gets plus one, plus two. Whenever an artificer enters a battlefield under your control, you can equip Inventor's Goggles to it, and it's equipped two. There are a lot of artificers in mm-hmm. this set. I think it might be worth keeping an eye on that, just in case. Nyazu Artificers. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay, you got Yoshin Dis- Dissidents. Um Okay, I am kind of wondering if Urza, Prince of Krug, is kind of like the tempered steel of the set. I was, I was talking about how I kind of wish we had that back from the Scars of Mirrodin's Day. It was a one white and a white enchantment that gave all artifact creatures plus two, plus two. Would have loved to have seen that in like the blue, white, and soul decks. But Urza, same thing. Artifact creatures get plus two, plus two. He's four mana, though. He's two white and a blue, and he's a two, three. And then he has a, a second ability, six. Create a token that's a copy of target artifact control, except it's a one-one soldier in addition to its other types. It just seems like that's impossible to play in, in blue, white, and soul. I, yeah, I don't I think correct? this is a card for blue, white, and soul, but if we had some kind of artifacts creature deck, maybe. What about the Thopterist guy from M19? If you're talking about the four mana one that makes something unblockable. He's a three mana that it's like a one three, I think, that whenever you play an artifact, you get a one one Thopter token. Oh, 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 Psy Master Thopterist or something like that. Yeah, like there's some options there. Maybe you can make some kind of Thopterist deck, but uh, I think that it's probably a little bit low impact. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple that I'm interested in though, and you know, okay. similar to that is there was a Sahili that also makes a one-one whenever you create a uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell. Um, but this new Sahili I want to talk about is four mana for three mm. loyalty minus two creates two one-one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying, and they get haste until end of turn. Uh, plus one, it's a Scry one. You can happen on tapped artifact you control if you do draw a card. Or minus four, you get an emblem with artifact creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and artifact spells cost one less to cast. Um, That seems What I like about this card is that A, you know, plus one, if you're consistently drawing a card with that, that's huge. Uh, Minus two, the fact that this pressures other planeswalkers is really, really awesome. So, like, if you're in some kind of, you know, slow controlling deck and your opponent plays a planeswalker, the fact that you can just go, boom, hit it for two, and now you've got a threat on the board, and your opponent still needs to deal with your Sahili. So, like, it can protect itself Mm -hmm. by going wide with two blockers, or it can pressure other planeswalkers right away. I do like that that binary for it. The the ult's okay. Like, the emblem's not crazy, especially if you're not building around it. But it's also not bad if you can, like, you know, play one of these and plus it, minus four it, and then play another one. Now you've got two, two twos that have haste, and that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else? I don't think there's anything I else added for Queen me. Kayla. In color, um, it's one of those cards color. that's like in the colors and the type of things I love, even though I know it's bad. It's a three mana two three, so like yes, it's bad, and it has an ability that costs four and taps. Uh, <laughs> all of these are bad things, but what it does is that you discard all of your mm. hand, draw that many cards, and then among the cards you discarded, you get to pick an artifact or creature with mana value one, an artifact or creature with mana value two, and an artifact or creature with mana value three, and put them all into play. So you can get them all back to your hand. Uh, no, to, to play. Or, yeah. The play. Okay, okay. Nice. So, hey, combo. Yeah, maybe not combo, but, you know, if you can just dump some cards into play, like... Free <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. And and then draw that many. Okay. 
you know, discard three. Let's draw get into three. artifacts because there are a lot of artifacts in this artifact heavy set. So, uh, yeah, I know geez, we've I got mean, a lot to talk about here, don't we? Do you want to do lands first just to get them out of the way? Uh, yeah, let's do All right, so we first. get the rest of these uh, dual lands that we didn't have, which are the pain lands that are allied. We get Brushland and Underground River. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, I talked about Brushland. Yeah, we talked about these we talked about last, that last time. Um, other than that, there's like one soldier land that's kind of mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's a blue-white ta uh, tap land, but if you have a soldier I mean, if you're hand, playing a critical mass of soldiers, Yeah, if you fine. control a soldier, hold a soldier in hand, it enters untapped, and you can pay five and tap it to give your soldiers plus one, plus one to let a turn. Which, like, isn't unreasonable. You know, if you're playing um, Shefet Dunes, that's four mana, and it's only mm -hmm. once. This is, you can do it multiple times. Yeah. I like it, I uh, like Mishra's it. Foundry, I'm more interested uh, in, is a... Land, taps are colorless, pay two to become a 2-2 two -two assembly worker that's still land, and you can pay one and tap to give an attacking assembly worker plus two plus two. So um, a lot now, worse than the old Mitra's Factory, but Mitra's Foundry is still kind of mm -hmm. cool. Do you want to play this over a Mutavolt? Uh, I mean, you can push through more damage, right? If you have a, a, a big blocker on the other side, hey, let's make this a 4-4. Four -four. Well... It makes a different one attacking, so that that's what was so good about the old factory exactly. is that you could make your blocking one to three three. Um, it would be a t I would probably be tough pressed to want it instead of Mutavault, but maybe in addition. You know, this can mm -hmm. also pump your Mutavault. So if you've got a, la a deck that could run eight Mutavaults and you can run four Mistress Foundry oh, four yeah. of this, um, that could get yeah, really yeah, scary yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, I totally forgot because it also as counts an as an assembly worker. Yes, assembly it is. Worker. <laughs> yeah. So you pay one mana to activate your uh, your your uh, mutavolt, and then another mana tap it. Hey, it's a four yep. four. Okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, the other card that I thought might be you know interesting to play was to Takasia's. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that right. Takasia's dig site. Uh, it's uh, add a colorless or tap three and surveil. So if you're playing a deck that wants to put some more stuff into the graveyard, um, this is kind of neat. You know, hey, you don't want to get rid of this, keep it on top. Otherwise, let's put it in the graveyard. Let's fill in the graveyard, you know, each turn. Hmm. Not sure what deck would want it, but uh, I like the effect. So move on to yeah, uh, artifacts. To you want to go first or should I? Why don't you take it, take, take it away? All right, still Seraph. Angels. I All love right. angels. Um, it's a six mana, five, four flying at the beginning of combat on your uh, turn. Target creature you control gains your choice of flying, vigilance, or lifelink until the end of turn, which isn't very nice. And it also has an alternate prototype cost of one and two whites that comes in as a three, three. So three, three angel if you want it. Uh, if you're playing it later in the game, it's a five, four that can give some abilities. I mean, I know that the current Angels deck is, um, you know, a collective company deck, but maybe you're playing some some Liras in another version, and you wanted something. Or that's, you're playing. Uh, um, oh, what was the one I was playing in Angels? Is the uh, the new four drop uh, Sarah's? Uh, uh, yeah, Sarah's. I yeah. can always abbreviate it to something. Saragon, Sarah's Paragon. Yeah. Uh, 
I Paragon, do believe, Paragon, I'll double yeah. check, but I do believe you could cast this from the graveyard as a three mana prototype angel with Sarah Paragon. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'll it's a neat card. I haven't, I haven't uh, looked up um, the reading exactly yet. Probably won't see play. I just like yeah, the type. Yeah, it's an angel. I, I, I would have put right. this on the list, too, as a you know reasonable 3-3 three, three angel. Definitely would be better if it was the other way around, where it was 3-3 three, three as the top. You know, three mana as the top, so you could cocoa it, uh, and 5-4 is the other mm-hmm. way. But I think that it, it's still probably a decent card. Okay. All right, your turn. Uh, let's Next go with one. some more of these prototype cards, because I think a lot of them are cool. So... I'm not sure on Arcane Proxy, but I would like it to be good. It's the 7-mana 4-3. When it enters, you can cast an instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to the its power from the graveyard. Uh, only if you cast the proxy, though. And then you copy that card and cast the copy without paying its mana cost. But you can cast it for 1 blue-blue as a 2-1 and cast a 2-mana or less spell. Hmm. I mean, I'm wondering. It's only for casting, so it's like I think you still want to play torrential gear. Yeah, I definitely wish this wasn't kind of. cast only, because um, mm-hmm. then it could have some real potential. But there, it's still you know, if it's a three mana two one that is better than drawing you a card, um, that's pretty mm-hmm. decent. It just depends on what you're bringing back, what you need yeah. to get back. But let's keep going through these prototype cards. I think that yeah, probably arcane proxy. I'm low on steel seraph. I'm low on, although I like that it's an angel. Um, I think we talked about Flesh Gorger last time, We did talk time, about right? Flesh Gorger. Yeah, that one's really seven. cool. That one's the black one. Let me skip that one. Oh, wow. Um, so what about Skitterbeam Battalion? Did we talk about that Skitterbeam, one? Skitterbeam Uh No, we didn't. Nine mana, four, four. Trample Haste. But when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you get to create th- two tokens that are copies. So you get 12 power with Haste and Trample for nine mana. Or prototype for five uh you get three two twos so you get six power for five that are two two haste yeah. so it's not bad again i wish it wasn't um, cast only because then you could do some well obviously you couldn't with this one because then it would just infinitely go wide but i think you know maybe if i play uh oh geez i was just thinking no we, we can't we can't play that yeah, it's Never probably mind. not good but it's cool uh i, I think that I was thinking Aetherworks cast Ooh, it, but no. uh, it's it's only three four no. fours. Like, there's better you can do with that. But, but I'm saying, like in general, for the prototype. Let's thing. keep going prototypes, though. Uh, I, I'm gonna go to another one. Yeah. It's the Rootwire Amalgam, five mana, five five, or a one and a green for a two three, and it's just a vanilla creature. But you can pay five and sacrifice it to create a XX Golem artifact creature where X is three times its power. It gains haste till end of turn mm. and activate only as a sorcery. Now, first time I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, and then you sacrifice it. That's bad. But no, you don't sacrifice the token you make. It just, you know, it's a 2 3 that becomes, you, know, you pay 5 and it becomes a a 6 6 with haste. You know, maybe better than that if you've got things mm-hmm. that uh, care about it. Or it's a 5 5 that becomes a 15 15. Um, now, there's a couple things I like with this card. One is like, hey, I copy it with my flipped over fable. I make a you know I make a two three I pay five and make it a six six and I just keep that six six uh-huh. um, or even like yeah. I make a five five oop I'm gonna turn it into a fifteen fifteen that I keep that's kind of cool uh, it makes some big tokens that you can copy with your chariot so I'm thinking of this card in like mm-hmm. the like the red green boat deck mm-hmm. it yeah the stompy deck that I'm playing yeah, right now yeah kind of. Eh, okay well i'm going to (laughs) i think it's great i think this card's actually probably one of the better uh 
prototypes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just be bold and say that. Alright. I think that's all the prototypes I uh, wanna talk to. Talk I wanted about. to hit, wanna hit just real the, quick uh, combat thresher. Um mostly so this is a like it's a two and a white for a one one double strike that draws a card, or it's a seven mana three Seems three bad. double strike that draws a card. Well Seems bad. Okay. <laughs> a three three you know, a three mana card that draws a card in a slower deck isn't unreasonable, especially you know, double strike has some pluses, especially if you can buff it. Mm. The other thing I want to call out is like we I have to think about some of these where if I play this for three mana and then I play Yorian, and now I have a three three double strike that draws me a second card, and it's uh you know, it's a three three double strike sitting on my board. You know, if I'm playing this alongside mm. my Charming Prince and I just, you know, flicker it, it comes back, draws me a card, and I've got a huge creature on board. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That That is true, right? You can flicker any of these prototype things and they come back as their, their Well, so a lot thing, of them right? do have those kind of restrictions. That's why, like, the you angel says, oh, when you cast it. But, like, yeah, the angel, this one, the, the Flesh Gorger, that was the black one we didn't talk about. Those are all, yeah, totally possible that you can just kind of flicker them and come back with a big creature. And this one seems like one of the best ones because it's just, hell, oh, it's, you know, three mana, I draw a card, mm-hmm. and I've got a 1-1 one, one double strike sitting back there that blocks whatever. Well, Drowsy Displacer. <laughs> you know what? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I see. Uh, do you want to move on to Unearth, though? Uh, let's, okay, we can move on to Unearth as our next category here. Because we had a couple of those. Yeah, what do we got? Uh, I like Platoon Dispenser. It's 5 four, six. So it's a five mana four six, and at the beginning of your end step, if you control two or more other creatures, so if you control this and two other ones, you get to draw a card. That's already, I think, pretty good. And then it has uh, an ability uh, pay for it to create a, a token, and also has unearth two and two white. So it's going to draw you cards. It's going to sit there in the battlefield. It's going to be hard to get rid of. Um, and of course, they could shatter it or you know use a Colgan's command, but. Um, it's good card advantage, I yeah, think. Yeah, five mana is a lot, and four mana unearth is a lot, even if you... So, you know, important note is that the timing is that you can still draw the card uh, even before it's exiled with the unearth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm not huge just because, like, I don't really want to play this for five, and I don't have a white deck that's going to mill this over and love playing it for the backside, really. Uh, you know, maybe... You know, what about, like, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'll try it in, like, God Pharaoh's Gift or something, because... Even just coming back as a 4-4 four, mm. four is reasonable. It can unearth itself if you're milling yourself a lot. Maybe I'll try it there, but uh, I'm not... That's yeah, super yeah, janky. it's super janky, and I'm aware <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, okay, what, what, what's another um, unearth so card one that, that I was that kind of like? interested in is Simeon Similacrum. Uh, three mana ape. It's a 2-1. When it enters the battlefield, you put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. So, okay. Three mana 4-3 is pretty bad. Three mana 4-3 where two of it goes on a, a better creature, that's pretty cool. And then unearthing for four is, is really the nice part, is that, yeah, this dies, but you also then get it back for a swing for, you know, maybe it swings for itself for four. Like, your opponent always has to be like, oh, if they're at four, this just comes back and kills them. Or you swing for two and put the counters on something else. I like that this, like, it brings back bad. some power with it. Three mana for a four-three, it's not bad. Seems like a good rate. Um, my next one, Unearth. I think this is a fun one. Uh, Terizian Mindbreaker. It's a six-four for seven. When it attacks, uh, depending player mills half. I don't think you're ever going to cast for seven <laughs> and attack is a six-four. But its Unearth is one and three blue. That seems perfectly fair. Um, four mana to mill half of an opponent's library. I really like that effect. Even. Even though you have to sacrifice, I don't the really want to mill my opponent. Uh, you know, milling a non-infinite amount of my opponent's oh, not, library yeah. doesn't matter in Pioneer. 
maybe this is interesting if we've got a blue aggro deck like if this could play if you could play this in phoenix that's where maybe i'm interested like if okay you know this is just sitting in your graveyard you milled it over and bam here's six damage to my opponent's face Mm mm-hmm uh, any I other am really cards? interested in Perennial Behemoth is one we kind of have to look at. It's a 2-7 for 5 um, that you can play lands from your graveyard. And that, you never really want it. That's kind of dumb and lame. But Unearth for only yeah. green green is kind of huge because you could just, you know, mid-game, you don't have a land drop, you just unearth this swing, swing for 2 mana and you get a, it's a, you two get seven, a land from yeah. your graveyard. So really, it's, you're, it's like, you know, this is in your graveyard, you pay green green to get a free land ramp yourself and do two damage to your opponent like that's kind of cool all right last one uh for unearth i want to talk about is the cityscape leveler it's an eight eight for eight mana with unearth eight it has trample when you cast it uh and whenever it attacks you destroy up to one target non-line permanent its controller creates a tap power stone token this seems great for uh green devotion it's like you play, it's a definite upgrade over Meteor Golem, which I think a lot of people have been playing Ooh, in the sideboard, okay. except that it, it basically has, uh, um, what, what is it, the, um, the Eldrazi effect, you know, the Annihilation 1, whenever you attack, you know, they have, you get, you get to choose though, they don't get to, I'm not sure if they had to choose yeah, it last time. Yeah, that was Sacrifice Any Permanent. But... Yeah, you know, you're giving them a Power Stone back, so destroying something's not crazy, uh, but yeah, this is nice. You know, you are getting rid of something big. I, I do think that's a good point of like, they were playing Meteor Golem. This is probably an improvement there, being just a way bigger body uh, and getting it on attack. Yeah. One it's more important mana to note for the five more power and is, you know, Unearth is not casting, so you don't get a free one when you unearth it, but you do get when you attack right away. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's pretty nice. So I, I think that, yeah, that's a good point. I think this could should see play in some mono green. Uh, unless yeah. if Karn gets banned, <laughs> uh, which like that was kind mm. of the next category I was going to talk to is like, hey, let's talk about the category yeah. of cards that are broken with Karn is these yeah. legendary artifacts that exile themselves. So there's the Stone Brain, the Stasis Coffin, and Urza's Silex. Um, mm-hmm. Stone Brain, two mana, two to tap and exile it. Choose a card name, search your opponent's graveyard Play and again, library. And again. For up to four cards with that name, <laughs> exile them. Your opponent then they shuffle and they draw a card for each one that was exiled from their hand. Yeah, they're they're gonna need a new keyword that's like not even exile. It's gonna be like put it yeah. under your your a wall card. Yeah. The um, so <laughs> there yeah, we what's go. What's nice here? This is a good card. Uh, like this gives this ability to <laughs> cards that aren't black, which we didn't have in Pioneer. We didn't have Jester's Cap. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. It, it, this will be a nice like just answer to combo. But when you can grab this with Karn, that's kind of insane. That's nasty. Even without the stupid part, which is that this exiles itself, and Karn can grab from your mm-hmm. sideboard or exile, so yep. you can grab this again with Karn yep. and keep recasting yep. it. There's a couple more yep. that are like that. Um, Stasis Coffin is three mana, two to tap, and exile it. You gain protection from everything until your next turn. Um, so this doesn't mm-hmm. protect your Karn, but you could you know, have this out, activate it, grab it with Karn, activate it, grab it with Karn, activate it, and just be like... Your opponent can't kill you for three turns, and by that time, I'm going to find another two yeah. Karns, and you can kind of uh, just win yep. like that. Karn is going to get. I, I wouldn't. Like, it's not 100%. You know, there's other things <laughs> they could do, but I do think that all of these make Karn a much bigger threat than it already was, and it was already a great card. So, um, the last one's Urza Silex, is three mana legendary artifact. Four tap exile it. Each opponent chooses, or each player chooses six lands they control, and you destroy all other permanents. So. I don't like this actually. You don't like this one? 
I would I would say like you know why why not why not play the um what was it M15 that just exiles all permanents you don't have to destroy all your lands you get to keep all your lands and everything else is destroyed or everything else is gone you know I'm what I'm sure talking about mean. I forgot um, what it's called is it a monolith I think but it's like uh, four mana. Um, and then you pay five and tap it, exile all of the permanents from M15. But probably all the non-land permanents? I can't I would remember. Guess. Yeah, all non-land permanents. Well, I mean, this one, that takes an extra turn. Destroy everything, you know, this is less too. expensive. This one doesn't enter tap, so you can do it right away. This also has the last ability I didn't get a chance to read to, is when you exile it from Battlefield, you can pay two and search your library for a Planeswalker card, put it in your hand. So um, not only do mm. you keep six lands, but you're going to have a Planeswalker to, re- to rebuild the next turn. Hmm. And all of these yeah. are just kind of free like options to put in the sideboard of a Karn deck. You know, maybe even mono green for that one, or like the the white ones that were using Karn. Yeah. Um, I had some interesting cards I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, Thran power suits, two mana equipment, and equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each aura and equipment attached to it, and has uh, ward two, and it has equipped two. I've been looking for more cards to play in that um, that Boros equipment okay. deck. This seems like it might be all right. You know, instant speed. You know, if you're, if you're playing the uh, was it the I forgot the Seraph. It's not the Seraph thing. The the one that uh, Avicen Automate. I, I, I can't remember. No, the the one man enchantment that lets you oh, put oh, oh, uh, equipment and stuff. Sigarda's aid. Sigarda. There, there's the angel. Um, yeah, play this. Hey, too, equip it for free, and you basically have an almost ethereal armor type effect in that type of deck, which I think is kind of cool. And the creature gets plus plus two, or, I mean, hexproof two, yeah. kind of, which I think is kind of neat. I think that could see play in that that deck. Um, another deck or another card that I think is kind of fun. I don't think it's going to see a lot of play. Is Liberator Urza's Battlethopter. It's three mana, one two, flying. Flash, legendary artifact creature, and then it, you can cast colorless spells and artifact spells uh, as though it, they had yeah, flash, cool. which I think is super cool. Because what I want to do is I want to play Thought Not Seer at instant speed. Uh, okay, I'm down. <laughs> and just, <laughs> you know I'm down. <laughs> or like any of my Eldrazi, you know, just, I'll just I'll play this Ulamog, you know, you know for for flash, you know, I'll exile your stuff. And then it says whenever you cast a spell, uh, and also the other effect is. If it has more mana, was if more mana is cast, um, then that spell is greater than Liberator's uh, power. You get to put a plus one plus one counter. So, you know, if you cast a two mana spell, three mana spell, four mana spell, you'll just keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, can I talk about Haywire Might? I think that one's really cool. One mana, one sure. one. When that it dies, you like gain two too. life. It's an artifact creature, and you can pay green sacrifice it, exile a non-creature artifact or non-creature enchantment. So, you can just pay one and a green and get rid of a artifact or enchantment and gain two life like this this card is just a a nice mm-hmm. little ability to do that yeah for yeah, green for, for green. green yeah i'm also i'm kind of interested in transmigrant's crown as well this is kind of like uh um, it's the fixed skull, skull clamp, clamp at home. yeah it's it's you know <laughs> skull clamp yeah. was broken because it wasn't two fixed, plus zero yeah, this is a cool little one so whenever creature dies draw a card and then yeah equip for one black it's not bad or equip two again that's another thing that i'd just like to test out with maybe in sacrifice or maybe in some, some other deck uh you know like uh the equipment deck um another 
there's one more fun card that I that I kind of like is Levitating Statue. It's a two-two flying artifact, and it's just an artifact. It's not a creature, um, but it has flying. It's a flying artifact. It's just like hovering there. And whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you put a plus one plus one counter on Levitating Statue. And at any time, you can pay two mana, and it becomes a one-one construct artifact creature until the end of the turn. This is kind of neat in the insole uh, thing because you're playing insoles, you're playing portable holes, you're playing all these other. Uh, you know, non-creature spells, and this is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And unless they have some kind of shatter effect or or something to kill it before you turn it into, you know, a, a creature, this is just going to be massive. You know, like all right, you use all your removal. I'm going to swing for an eight-eight. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. So I think that's an interesting fun card to play with. I, you know, obviously, I that's gonna we had something similar for... that was a white one that whenever you played a non-creature spell at all, it got bigger. And, you know, mm-hmm. the issue there is that it still dies to Fatal Push, so it doesn't matter how big it gets. If it's mm-hmm. your only creature, that kind of still doesn't work. Yeah. But you already have a lot of other stuff that you can, uh, how can I say, uh, be aggressive with in the insult deck. And this can kind of just sit there or be a target. So, but Anyways... I'm done with artifacts, unless you have anything else you want to talk uh, about. Nope, I think I'm probably good. I, uh, You know, Surge Engine, I think, was interesting, but I don't have a home for it, so I didn't have to go too deep into yeah. it. Yeah, and sorry we went so long. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope that people are enjoying this set as much as we are. I'm definitely looking forward to brewing with it. That'll be our, our episode soon, is we're us trying to figure out what's going to be the best, uh, the best decks that we can make out of this set. Are we going to do a top five? Have I haven't decided, decided I know on one. I feel bad. Maybe I'll tweet it. it out with the episode just because I haven't decided um, on a top five yet. I, need, I usually need a little time to test with some of these cards before I'm uh, ready to confirm what my top five are. I can do my top five um, just from first from my first uh, look at, at the set. I want to say Diabolic Intent Ooh, is number okay. one. That's, that's a bold um, guess, so I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, I think people will break it, you know, some kind of sacrifice. We have a lot of different ways, a lot of creatures we can sacrifice and whatnot, so they'll find some combo card or whatever. Um, Obliterating Bolt, I think, is my number two. That's just going to become an all-star sideboard card in every red deck, uh, three or four of, you know, to get rid of uh, like we said, all those uh, trolls and and planeswalkers. Stone Brain, unless Karn gets, you know... Taken out, it's going to have a big uh, impact. I mean, if it does take out, out, if it's the card that takes out Karn, then that's a big impact, so... Yeah. Yeah, so Stone Brain, I could definitely see (coughs) being in the top five. Brothers, Brothers would... Brotherhood's End, I think, is also going to be a really good sideboard card. Like, none of these cards, I think, are going to be great in the main board, but, like, these are great sideboard cards. You know, Brothers End, that being able to destroy stuff, get rid of, you know, everything on the board, or you know, like we said, getting rid of all, all the artifacts. That's fine. And then um, go for the throw. I think that's also just going to replace like every other non-fatal push um, removal black spell. Yeah, in I the think formats. so. There's that's a good one. Else. Okay, that's a good list. I'll see if I can uh, get one and make sure it's ready by the time I tweet this episode out. Uh, but for now, though, I am I'm choking. You want to lead us towards our uh, ending here? <clears throat> Yeah, well, if you guys want to follow me uh, or if you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can find me at uh, uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist. And also you can hop into our Discord if you want to talk more about your favorite cards, your top five. Definitely come in and share that. You can find my top five list on my PodLab chat. And like Kevin said, he'll have his maybe in there as well later on. You got some, get a drink. You all right there? 
yes, thank you, thank you guys for listening. You can also follow us at MG Pioneer if you didn't already say that. Um, we are the first Pioneers podcast. Hopefully, you all enjoyed listening to this. We always love talking about the new cards and giving our impressions, our first thoughts on them. We are the first Pioneers podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. Your first Pioneers are choking out. <laughs>